Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Travel Tales podcast. I am Mike Siegel, host and creator of said podcast. If you want to write me, and uh, those of you who have, I want to say thank you for saying some nice things. Um, you can write me at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. And also looking for uh, suggestions. If you or anybody you know who'd be great for the show and you live in the L.A. area, give me a buzz. By buzz, I mean write me at mike at traveltalespodcast.com. Uh, traveltalespodcast.com is our main website. There are links to iTunes on there. And if you are going to iTunes, why not go ahead and give us a good rating, huh? Cost you nothing. Hardly takes any time at all. A few seconds. And it helps boost our rating and uh, allows people to find the show a little easier. So that would be great if you can do that. little update on me. My foot is slowly healing. Still in the walking boot, but I got a smaller boot, and I actually played 18 holes of golf a few days ago, and wouldn't you know it, shot better than I have in years. I don't know why, while wearing a walking boot, I was shooting better, but uh, who knew all this time that my biggest problem was having two healthy feet. Uh, that's it. I'm going to keep it brief this week. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's episode with Jimmy Dore. I'm a traveling man. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm here with Jimmy Dore. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for asking, Jimmy. Okay, that's the kind of guy I am. I'm courteous and interested in my friends. <laughs> and your lovely wife, Stephanie, is here, who was yes. not on mic. So if anybody hears a, a laughter or something yes. in, the, in the background, Stephanie is here. It would be me. That's her, providing uh, support. Yeah, she's here making sure I don't pick up any women somehow doing this podcast. <laughs> that's what it is. Do you want to hold that mic? You can hold no, it. No, I'm good, Mike. Are you sure? Okay. Because if you touch it, it sounds Oh, really don't touch it. Head. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so what you want me to do is not to touch it. <laughs> okay, say what you mean and mean what you say. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Dore I've known for over 20 years. We started oh, around... gosh. Am I that old? Am I 20, over 20 years old already? <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. Um, comedian? Uh, TV personality? It, it, How should I... TV personality. Why I would Let's say, go with that. I would say comedian extraordinaire. <laughs> extraordinaire. Radio, radio and podcast host. Radio and podcast host. Comedy and everything uh, else. Late night television. Uh, Comedy Central. Our special star. Yes. And um, I have a couple. Current of, TV. A regular on the, regular uh, on the Young Turks. Sure. Let's all uh, have our fingers crossed that that uh, channel stays around for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice right now because they're the TV channel that's putting me on the air. Right. So I What's the viewership over there? What do we got? What are we looking at? You know, I don't know. It's I, I'm guessing it's a little bit more than this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into it, Jimmy. You are uh, <laughs> let's get into let's it. get into it. This is a travel uh, podcast, and mm -hmm. I I know you've uh, been I've all, traveled. You've been all over the country doing comedy, but you've also been out of the country. I've been all over this globe. You've been all over the globe. Let's first talk about Australia. Okay, and long flight. Yes. You did the marijuana logs there. Yes, I went to the uh, in Melbourne, Australia, the Melbourne Comedy Festival, mm -hmm. and it's about a month long, and it was great. First of all, the thing that I noticed is you get off the plane, and their seasons are opposite because they're on the other side of the equator. Yeah. So it, it is like right it, it, I was there in like March, 
for that, so I think. Be so it's autumn. just so it's, yeah. So they're autumn exactly. So it's ours. The end of winter, starting to be spring, and there it's like it's autumn, and that's when I re- I first time I ever noticed that oh seasons have their own smells. <laughs> See, autumn smells like autumn. Leaves and spring smells like spring. Summer smells like summer. Well, I live in Los Angeles where it's always kind of summer like so you don't notice that. And then when I went there, I was like, it wasn't the same season. So I did notice it. Anyway, I hope hope that is clear. (laughs) It's it's more. I can explain it another time. Exactly the same (laughs) way again. So a month in Melbourne. Yes, that was great. I love impression of the city. Give me give me your first impression of friendly and clean. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, beautiful, and, and no worries. Everybody says no worries. It's like a cleaner San Francisco. Yes. Right? I mean, with the cable cars and everything. And, and the less hills. freaks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, less, and they're less homeless. I don't know if the... Do they have homeless problems in the other countries like they have here in America? Yeah, but not as much as... Uh, Australia is much better on that. Yeah? They, they don't what have do they do with their homeless? Well, a lot of them are... Um, well, they don't have as many. The government kind of takes care of people. That's, that's what I mean. There's so, a lot fewer people, uh, so it's easier to take care of them. But if you go up more north, you'll see more Aborigines, uh-huh. that are, and they tend to be the bulk of the homeless. Like, I mean, they're oh, all, so the native people. A lot of alcoholics get, and drug addicts. Oh, isn't that funny how then yeah. n- when the white man comes to your continent, the native people end up all alcoholics and yeah. drug addicts? It's isn't a nice that uh, smallpox blanket. <laughs> Here's a little gift from us. Yeah, that's kind of that's that's funny. Not funny, but that's. Uh, Did you learn anything about Australian history? And the- I I didn't learn anything. I went to <laughs> a. Um, I was there doing the marijuana logs. Yeah, and uh, so we we went. We did go to. They have a rainforest there, which is not too far away from Melbourne. Which that's the only rainforest I think I've ever been to. It was amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. Huh? That was some. You know, you're right on the ocean and every. It was really. We didn't go in the ocean because it was fall, but it was beautiful. And uh, you know, I I did. The city I liked because the food was good. So they have good transportation, people are friendly, and they have a real city. So it's not like Los Angeles where you have to, you have to drive to go two blocks. Right, you didn't need a car there or anything You like don't that. need a car there, no. Uh-uh. And I liked it a lot. I mean, and it wasn't congested either. It, I don't know how they do that. But, they, well, they have good public transportation. So that's how they do that. And and it's also not as big. I can't think. Uh, maybe it's about the size. Melbourne? It's about two million Two to three Maybe. million, so like Chicago size. It's a kick-ass, it's really, you know, I mean, Los Angeles is, I don't know how many people now, four or five million, but it's just yeah, spread more. out all over the place. Yeah, it's it's not like a real city. Like, that's the thing about Los Angeles, you know, like San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, Minneapolis, New York, Melbourne, they're real cities, like where everything is surrounded in a central point. Well, at least not like that. <laughs> no. So you don't get any of the benefits, really, of living in a city, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but all the headaches. Right. <laughs> and it's all nice the crime weather. and the poverty, but yeah. n- none of the convenience. Right. The congestion, the bad, <laughs> the bad driving times, the horrible transportation. And, the, you know, it's hard, you know, restaurants in Los Angeles, there are good ones, but they're all far apart. You know, it's hard. It's not like other cities where you walk down. That's what I love about cities. You walk down the street and you have your pick and you can just the other block. There's four more amazing restaurants and then there's this great coffee plate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just that doesn't happen here. I mean, that's why I like cities like Portland and Seattle. And, you know, that's why people like cities. That's why human beings are Gravitating towards cities. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Did um, for people, it's, isn't it? Don't you find it amazing living in Los Angeles? How this city isn't built so that you'll enjoy it. Oh yeah, I have uh, people that visit from out of the country to mm-hmm. here. They always ask me, 
you know, when I'm overseas, oh, we're, we want to go to the West Coast. Where should we go? Um, should we go to L.A. or San? I always tell them go to San, San Francisco. Francisco. And they're always thanking me later yes. because, oh, yeah, we liked it much better. Because oh, yeah. if you're a tourist out here, it's a pain in the ass. You can't. There was a guy from uh, Belgium staying with me last week, uh-huh. and he was taking the bus everywhere. So he was going to uh, the Getty Villa. Which is on PCH, you know, <laughs> on the way to Malibu. And I said, how the hell did you get there? Was, oh, there's a bus that goes. I was like, oh, my. It took him three hours no kid. to get back. Yeah. You know, during rush hour on, on these, in two different buses. And it dropped him off way up on Wilshire. And he was, I was, and he was fun. oh, yeah, it's a little difficult here, isn't it? I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is. Yes, it's more than a little difficult, and yeah. and it's amazing. Like you, well, it's like well, at least they have all these at every corner. There's a great outdoor cafe. Well, there isn't. There's no. almost <laughs> are, there's almost none. You know, you have to find. They're well hidden. The ones that there are, the outdoor places to eat, they're well hidden. Yeah, and, right. I mean, you would think it would be all over the place, and it's it's just. I I just wish that we had more. Like they have to build places to remind people of what cities are, like the Grove. <laughs> right, right, right. So in Los it's Angeles, like a Disney-fied version of a city. Yes, it's and exa- that's why people like it, and, and also they can clean out the homeless. Like you notice there, there's no homeless. It's like oh, I never because it's private about property. That. So they there's no panhandlers. There's no nothing. Ah. They hustle those guys out. And then you, when you go to the Third Street Promenade, they're all over the. They're place. all over the. You can't even sit down because there's homeless. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Well, got you know they're not if they're not going to do any. It's funny that we don't do anything about that problem in our country. Maybe we send them to Australia. Like <laughs> maybe that we go on an exchange program. Isn't that funny? That we're just like that doesn't even come up. Nobody even you know on my. Uh, I think you met. I dated a girl from New Zealand. Oh, I met her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but I mean, she would. Uh, that was one thing she really commented about when she first came to this city. I mean, she noticed them. You know, she really noticed all the homeless because it's just not there. You mm-hmm. know, she didn't grow up with that, and people around the world assume because this country's so rich, rich that we would be. Able we to... wouldn't have that, and right. they're always surprised when they. Well, come we here. can afford to take care of them. We just don't. Yes. We just don't have the will. It's just part and of we... a landscape that, yes. I, like, I walked here to three blocks. Down the street, and they're they're always there, and it's like I don't even notice them anymore. It's just like a part of the landscape. Like uh, like it's not odd to see somebody every night crashing in the same doorway. So does it make with a you shopping cart? Does that make you a crazy communist pinko liberal? If you think we should the the, the government should do something about that? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, but I mean, where do you begin and how do you start? I mean, well, maybe you start uh, because they used to like pick them up and have send them to sanitariums and things like that, and that was a violation of their rights. Um, but that's not what happened. What happened was the when they Ronald Reagan defunded the the mental health hospitals, so they had to close their doors and they kicked the people all out, and that's all of a sudden there was a homeless problem overnight in America, and nobody's nobody's decided to do anything about it because they don't vote. But you also have a, you have to do a, a huge portion of them are either a many are medi- uh, yeah, psychologically crazy, yeah. ill, but I'll, there's also drug addicts, right? So you either have to do treatment right. and house them, and we or, don't we don't have the money for treatment, but we no. will put them in prison. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. We won't spend five thousand dollars to put them in treatment, but we will spend fifty thousand dollars a year to put them in prison, right? Finally, finally. <laughs> So anyway, so you knew this podcast was going to be about this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you about that. Uh, For people who don't know uh, what the marijuana logs is, it was like the vagina monologues, but it was all about... But it was all about... Marijuana. What is the marijuana of... But at um, the end of the vagina monologues, people don't put vaginas in your hand. (laughs) See, that's the diff. That's the diff. That's the joke that Doug Benson tells about that. They might put them in your face for some of the ladies. Come on now. Come on. 
What were the what is the marijuana law in Australia? The the, the marijuana they have medical or anything. Oh, like the that? laws. What are yeah, the laws? Yeah. I don't know. When I was there, um, you, it certainly wasn't legal. But you could smoke cigarettes in their nightclubs. So yeah. uh, we would. I would just light up a joint and. Pe- <laughs> And Nobody said anything? Because people are smoking cigarettes all over the place, so they don't know where it's coming from exactly. Oh. And I would roll it in a, in a machine so it looked like a cigarette, exactly like a cigarette. So in this crowded nightclub at you know, 2 in the morning, everybody's drunk, it's dark, and they're playing loud rock and roll music, and you just know you smell it, but you don't know where it's coming from. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah, I'm pretty clever. <laughs> Do you, did you know if, the, uh, if you had gotten busted, if the laws were stricter or less strict there? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I just felt like a celebrity when I was over there because for, you're, if you're an American in Australia, you're already kind of a celebrity, right? And people, I didn't realize that so until I got there because they, they look up to us, Americans, like America's cool. Well, they, yeah, cer- I mean, to a point. Certainly I mean, but plus, they also, you, you're going to get a lot of anti-American sentiment anywhere you go, too. Right. You're, you're going to hear it. But I didn't, I didn't. It seems to be mostly Canadians there. You know, when they hear us, because it's so much easier for them to work there because of the Commonwealth. Yes. So they can get work visas really easy. Yes. So there's a, there's a bunch of Canadians there. And there was a lot of, uh, did you meet other American comics that were living there? I met a couple when I was there, and they had married, like, Qantas flight attendants and stuff. So oh, really? I, I did meet a few American comics. I hadn't heard no, I hadn't many meet, of them. No, I didn't meet any American comics. But so. Eddie Ift was here. Last month, Eddie F. All of a sudden, and he's yeah. huge over there. He's a big shot over and there. And you worked with the only guy bigger than him there, which was Arch. Arch Barker. And uh, so, what was it like traveling with him? He's like a big deal there, isn't he? Yeah, it was. F- it was fun. That's why we got to do the marijuana logs there. They invited uh, him to do that show there, and so I got to go along. And um, because Doug Benson, who was the whose part I was filling in for, he um, at that year had sold a television show to Fox, so he couldn't be. He had to be there to do it. Mm. So I uh, opened up the door for Jimmy Dore to step in. And, there you go. Uh, it was a great time. Um, the food in Melbourne was good. I mean, that's, don't you judge a city by their food? It's and, a big part of it. Big yeah. part of it. But, yeah, Australian food, they don't really have... I mean, it's a lot of English-type food because they were all, you know, a lot of canned meat and not f- meat pies and Oh, I didn't like notice that. that. Um, but Melbourne's a big city. You can get any kind of cuisine. Yeah, I guess I went to the better places. Yeah, then. well, there's also like a big Greek community, I think, there. Oh, is there? And a big Chinese community I as well. I had a great time. I had the rocket salads all over the place. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, rocket salads. I, didn't, I never heard of that before I got there. And that's just basically arugula. Yeah, yeah, they call it rocket. Rocket salad. All through yeah. England, too. They, I, I, I was wondering what the hell that was. Yeah. They're like, oh, make your salad with rocket. Like Jamie, what's-his-face, the cook on TV. He's uh, making oh, yeah, a salad yeah. with Jamie rocket. Olive- is like, it Oliver? Jamie Oliver, yeah. yeah. I'm going to rock it. You know, what's what? funny is um, Jamie Oliver doesn't know how to make an uh, omelet correctly, and I, and I do. And so I watched him make one, and I was like, he doesn't know what he's doing. So then it made me question all the other stuff he does. How do you screw up an omelet? You cook it too uh, – you don't cook it correctly? <laughs> well, obviously. How was he – when you, you say co- not correctly, what was he the doing? The way to cook an omelet, and this is a secret – that I'm going to get to Ooh. your listeners right now. An exclusive here. All right. You get a nonstick pan, you heat it up on high for about t- at least two minutes, the pan. Get it just on high. Throw some butter in there. You take your, your eggs that are you've whipped up 80 times, whip, 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 <laughs> and you put it in there, and you cook it for 20 minutes. You have to shake it around. There's technique involved. 20 seconds. What did I say? 20 minutes? Yeah, I was going to say I'm that's a hell of <laughs> Wow. No. I've been doing this way too fast. No, 20 seconds. 20 seconds? Yeah, it doesn't, okay. take, doesn't take longer than 20 or 30 seconds. You whip seconds. it up. 
20 or 30 seconds. So when you put the eggs in the pan, you kind of swirl it around. There's technique involved. Oh. You kind of swirl it around, and then you just pour it, and you just lay it into your plate like an omelet. I like to do a trifold. <laughs> I don't. I can't stand a bifold on an omelet. It looks. Ugh. But anyway, so that's what I do. Okay. And so that's how he did. So he cooks his low on a low flame, and it takes a while. And he to, that's he thinks the key is, and that's not the key. And I learned mine from. Julia Child. Who are you going to believe, Jamie Oliver or exactly. Julia Child? I'm taking go... cooking tips from the British. Right. Thank you. Well, it's <laughs> Julia Child, wasn't she? She had no, an accent. she was from uh, New England, and then she she, just she had learned of... in France, though. She, she just had one of those uh, upper yeah. class a- a- accents. Yeah. Well, I'm so rich, oh, I actually uh, have to talk different. Oh, uh, oh Catherine Hepburn. Uh, I was in the library. But that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah. Well, are you from another country? No, I'm from here. Uh, New we England. don't say library. Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. Oh, that's a great accent. Where are you from? Connecticut. <laughs> Hartford. <laughs> so, was this this wasn't your first trip out of the country, was it? No, I've been to. Uh, oh no, no, maybe that was. I mean, I I don't remember. It might I, have been. I, I mean, I've been to Canada and stuff like that, but yeah, that's we not don't really count out of the country. But, I, but I'm saying, so much of your act now and what you're into, uh, you're right, very I, big into politics. So, was this the first time you got to see media in a foreign country and how they look at us? Uh, yes, which was surprising. It? it was like I said, it was surprising that they. First of all, it was much. You know, they don't have the religious crazies over there. I noticed like that. Yeah, they're do. not a religious country, right? I so, do like that about them, and it makes everything a lot easier, including the women. We were broken up when I was over there. Anyway, <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> Conveniently for the month. I, I was gone. It wasn't, wasn't like I didn't invite her. <laughs> so, um, and I've been to out of the country. I've really, I've only been really to um, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and uh, Melbourne, right? right? And uh, you know, I've been to you know, I've been on cruises in the Mediterranean, and not but the Caribbean. So I've right. been all over there. But you know, so what did people? Oh, Afghanistan. I've been to Afghanistan and oh, Germany. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Germany. that later. But uh, I'm just wondering what they asked you about America and what their opinions were. Were they pretty accurate in your mind? Of like, well, they thought they we were... see our news, and but it's also tainted. Like if you watch BBC news as a, as opposed to ours, right? You know? Yes, if you, or if you watch CNN International, it's not exa- anything like the CNN here. You know, the right. CNN here is like the Jerry Springer of news. <laughs> It really is. It's like they cannot get dumb enough. And they still get no ratings. And they still get no ratings. And it's like, you know, people, dumbing it down people actually can... turn on a news channel for news. <laughs> they, you could, guys could really fill a niche here. <laughs> the you news could, niche? You could, you the could, real could, news niche? You could be the... That, that sounds like a cable channel. The news, real news. The news niche. The news niche. Yeah, that's our niche. We do news. <laughs> I think that would be... That's a great idea. But that's the truth, and that's what CNN doesn't realize. They keep thinking of, they keep trying to target towards demographics, and if we just get a prettier girl to say <laughs> yeah. uh, vapid, empty stuff that's wrong, maybe the people will tune in. People don't turn into the news for pretty. People turn into the news because they like news. That, that's what I think. People don't read the newspaper because it's pretty. You know, people who read the newspaper and online news blogs do it because they're interested. Well, I also watch the news with my pants down. Well, that doesn't and hurt. And so I like, uh, I like a pretty gal telling me everything's good and swell. 
I don't. I don't. I don't mind. I don't. I, I do that with Rachel Maddow, but because I, I, I like to fantasize. Uh, I think then you little, could turn her right. You could turn her straight. Oh, because I like to. I'm a, there's a little twelve year old boy fantasy in me. I guess <laughs> a little Jerry Sandusky oh, in all of us. Come hey. on. Hi. Too soon. <laughs> Yesterday. Too no. soon. Did um, you see him walking out like he can't. Like I can't believe he's. Uh, I can't believe he's. Uh, you bitch. can't. Can't so, believe it. Can't some bitches. Was it forty five kids or something? I like how, you know but, what? Uh, it was just a little... Is it good or bad that his wife stands behind him? I think it was bad. Yeah, I, I do too. And especially that's when she tried to, do, to, to kind of smear some of the victims, which mm-hmm. is what I heard happened. And I was like, really? Well, you've seen how they dress. I mean, some of them are. Some, some of the victims, sure. Come on. Well, did you see what he wore to court? I was like, really? That's your going to prison clothes, huh, Jerry? <laughs> Of course, you didn't have a corduroy jacket. Yeah, didn't have a suit on. Of course, you don't want to wear your suit to prison. (laughs) You want to wear a good suit. Just going to get ruined. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, he wore like a mismatch kind of a thing. (laughs) It's kind of a kind of shitty pair of khakis and a and a brown overcoat with a white. He was looking for sympathy. Oh, we can't get victim. He's got no style. Yeah. This guy can't. Of course, he couldn't get dates. Look how he dresses. Who'd find that attractive? Come on, you gotta be. You got You have to pre- be predatory at some point. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, back to Australia. Okay, um, but you know what? His that, that Jerry Sandusky actually said his nickname was uh, Tickle Fingers or something like that. No. Did you know that? Yes. And uh, I, I, you know what? His new nickname's going to be in prison. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Fist Pillow. <laughs> <laughs> That's catchy. Uh-huh. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, did they ask you about this? This is the, this is the thing that I always get when I overseas. The two things they can't understand about America, um, even the ones that are, have lived here for a while and understand it and know it, and even like they admit they like America. The two things they can't understand are the healthcare and oh, the, people can and the yes. guns. And the guns. They can't understand that we don't have some kind of basic health (laughs) care and that everybody can just go get a gun whenever they want. The health care thing really screws people up. Yeah, they didn't, especially in Australia, they just don't get it. They're like, you don't have any, just, well, I guess they're just born, they just know that it's always going to be something, right? Well, it's the equivalent of going somewhere in the public school. You don't have a mail system or something. You guys don't have a way to get the mail? No, they just have (laughs) private companies you have to contract. And why don't you just all do it? We all need it. And that's—I mean, you know, when you think of it that way, how stupid it is how we do it. You know, it's something we all need, everybody, and uh, yet we want to do it individ- on an individual basis. Ugh. Well, our boss is going to take care of it. Yeah, for your us. boss. They're going to take, take care of us. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I—I I was, uh, you know, I was doing what I like to call unproductive arguing on Facebook today, mm-hmm. and uh, there was somebody on there who was, uh, you know, the climate change is a hoax. And those, uh, you know, all those climate change scientists, you know, you can't believe them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't believe the scientists, but the oil companies, <laughs> the oil companies, that's, that's where I try to get my news from. I try to. Well, those are like those people down in Australia and New Zealand and around that area. They see it more than most people because. You mean the climate change? Yes. Their center is like a dust bowl now. They've gone through like 10 years of drought. Uh-huh. And it's really bad. And, of course, the reef is there. Right. So much of the reef is getting damaged. Because I dive, and I've seen it firsthand. It's getting all over damaged the world. by the warmer yeah, the, water? Yeah. In the, well, the sea temperature goes up one degree, and it throws off the entire right. ecosystem. So there's all this graying of coral, and um, yeah. it's really bad. I mean, I've seen it. 
I went back down to Cancun uh, last year for the first time in like 20 years. And I... You and a chaperone for three nights and four days? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You've won a trip to Cancun, Mexico. <laughs> it was almost that way. And uh, I asked them, and I said, is it just me? Because I remember being here like 20 years ago, and this was... The colors just blew me away. And now the, the colors are all like... It's like a faded uh-huh. painting. And, like all, and he goes, no, it's, it's really damaged. It's bad. And so you can. And really so they're get on board with the climate change. Usually, you don't you don't see as many deniers. That's funny because Rupert there. Murdoch is uh, very powerful in Australia. Well, he, I probably. But there's the thing about Australia, and I'm sure you know, is that there's nobody there. There's like 23 million people in the entire. And the whole country. the whole there's more people in California than there are in Australia. You know, I didn't realize that when I was there, but I did. Re- I couldn't get over yes how much of the country is completely empty. Yeah. There's nothing in it. There's nothing. There's it's nothing like it's like it. it's like Arizona all over the place, or Nevada. It's like one big, you know, Nevada. Oh, nobody lives in Nevada except in Vegas, in, in and Vegas, Reno. and Reno, and that's it. And that's what it's like. That's it. It's empty, and that's what that's what. Air, oh, I'm sorry, I did that. You and keep that's, touching it, and that's what um, <laughs> Australia is like. It yeah. is. It's yeah. just, and eighty percent of them are on the East Coast. Yes, and then and there's so, Perth. The Perth is the most remote city in the world. Yes. It would be like, I say, the entire... I have listeners there. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the entire state of Western Australia is like if you took Colorado and everything west of Colorado, if you look at it on a U.S. map, that's about the size of one state in Australia. And in that entire state, they have a million and a half people, and a million <laughs> of them are in Perth. So yeah. it's like San Diego, and, that's, and imagine and nothing. 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 So just 500 little scattered mining towns and ranches, and that's, that's the whole state. Yeah, they well, only have like five. It's hard to get states. to Australia. It's really hard. That's why, and so much of it's so it's so harsh, and, and you can't live in it. Yet they still find a way to be racist, which and is it's nice. really, but it's really white country. Yeah, it's really white. Yeah, it's not a very diverse place. That was the other thing they would always ask me. Like when I on this last trip, I asked, I was asked twice by two different Australians. So you live in America, huh? This uh, you got a lot of black people there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Said, well, what's that like? Huh? So it's dangerous. <laughs> it's like, see yeah 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 okay oh and then there was the other one that they would this couple had been to disneyland in anaheim and they had yeah we walked to the Seven Eleven by our hotel we were the only english-speaking people in it <laughs> yeah it's california it's a lot of a lot of mexicans yeah what's that the only ones like it's so odd for them to be yeah. not surrounded by almost all white people. It was just, yeah, we're it was right just very to, strange for them. Yeah, well, it's called, uh, you know, it's ca- California. It used to belong to uh, people from another country, and then we... We took it. We kind of annexed it, mm-hmm. or annexed it, right? Annexed? That's not a annexed word. Annexed it. Annexed, I yeah. said it. I caught myself. So talk about the Middle East. You all did right. the USO show? No, no, no. I went to Afghanistan. Was that the Middle East, Afghanistan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never. I don't think of it as as the Middle East. Isn't that funny? Um, it was. You know, it's. I can. What year was this? First of all, two thousand five, okay. six, maybe. So, but this five. time we had been there for five years or so. We'd been there for about four years, and uh, I didn't see much of the. I enjoyed Germany. I had to stop in Germany for a couple of days. That was nice to get to go in and see the city. They're like really cities, like you see out of the those war movies. Like, oh look how nice they are. You know, they they're they're quaint and charming. Which you remember which city you were in? I don't remember. Rheinenstalten, Tschechien, frickin' Frackham. It was it was like Rheinenstalt or something like that, or oh, Rheingard, or oh, because that's that where the big base is. Yeah, the that's big, where that big base yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go into the town and you get a strudel. So it was. Uh, so I like that. And I like seeing the city. 
Although I wasn't in the best health when I was there. I was being, uh, so I couldn't really get around that well. But um, I didn't like anything about Afghanistan, if that's your question. No, so you, big military health? I was like in a plane? war zone. What kind of, yeah. <laughs> what kind of plane? It was, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I, I remember the plane I got leaving. I don't remember the plane I went in on. But it was like a, it wasn't like a commercial jet. It no, was like leaving a, it was like a C something, like the biggest plane, cargo plane in the world. Right, and we had to sit up. It was so cold on that goddamn plane. It was. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. I'm like, God, do you guys have any idea? How, like at first, it was like kind of okay. Like, oh, it's gonna be like cool up here, and I'll be able to sleep. And then it got freezing, and I was just like, and I said, "Some, hey, can you do that?" Nah, that's it. <laughs> okay, so that, that yeah, we went on this huge. I hated it. I hated everything about Afghanistan, and I, you know, I can't believe people go there. Now, in 2005, you weren't as, I don't, well, that's, you were always had worse, some politics in your act, right? That's worse but, than, like, fighting over Indiana. Like, who would fight? <laughs> you're fighting over Afghanistan? Are you kidding? Take, it's like fighting over who gets to keep a car wreck. Yeah. Right? Well, now I look at what you do now and, and uh, your act now, it seems like it, it, that'd be the last person they would hire to entertain the troops. Oh. So uh, how... What, how did you go over there? And- no, at that time, you know, uh, they, they, you know, they they tell you not to to talk about certain things, but you know, I made George Bush jokes when I was there. He was president, so it was like two thousand five or six. And uh, the joke that I came out of it with was, uh, yeah, I made fun of George Bush over in Afghanistan in front of the troops, and everybody laughed because turns out uh, turns out everybody hates their boss, right? <laughs> not just you. <laughs> yeah, so that's. You know, they're like, oh, don't make fun. They, you know, they're the ones, they hate them too. You know what I mean? The grunts don't like their officers. They're not going to certainly not like the guy who's not even in the country. Right. Right. So who's, it's more about taking down authority rather I than. I think so. Right. Yeah. And I made fun of, you know, you always make fun of the, you know, whatever, the captain or the whatever. You just make fun of that stuff. What specifically did they say you could not talk about? You know, they weren't that strict. I'll be honest. This is a war zone. They really didn't care. Um, they as long as people were laughing, they said don't talk about that stuff and don't they go don't talk about the war and keep it clean and all that stuff. But I just did pretty much what I wanted. Keep it clean because soldiers never swear. That's well, I guess they have problems. You know, like you can you know there's they have those problems of sexual harassment and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess they can't be seen indoors. I don't know. I don't. You know, it's a crazy world out there. It's like I don't know how. You know, like war crimes, for instance. Like I think it's funny that. There is even such a thing like when you're playing a game called war and what's allowed is if I see you, I can shoot you right in the face. (laughs) That's okay, Right. But I can't pour water up your nose if I strap you down. That's somehow worse. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you just shoot him in the face like a nice person? (laughs) Like, I don't understand. To me, it's just like all bets are off. We're at war. And uh, what if we crucified them too close? (laughs) Too soon. Too close? <laughs> it's too close to home? I say, uh, uh, well, if it's like that Mel Gibson depiction, I, then that's a little mean. <laughs> I, I would maybe, that might be a little unjust. That might be the, the punishment supposed to fit the crime. I don't, that was a little too hard. But uh, You said all bets, it's called war, you said. I don't think it was as, I don't think, it, by the way, I don't think it was as bad as Mel Gibson made it out to be. <laughs> <laughs> Crucifixion is an annoyance. I'm not saying it's not a pain in the ass. It's but, hot. But come on, they're not going to pull your arm out of the socket so it reaches. Especially Jesus, he was a regular sized guy. Who did they make those holes for? Gigantor? Come on. <laughs> right, did you ever see that movie? 
I couldn't. No, I couldn't. Oh, okay. I didn't give Mel my business. I, I didn't either. I saw it on the internet, a part of it. Did you talk to soldiers when you were there? You sit down? Do you have time to really sit down? And... I don't really have time to talk to them. <laughs> but, um, Unless they're buying a CD. And yeah, then absolutely. I'll sign a CD for them, and I'll take their extra drink ticket they're not going to use. But <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. I, I, you know what? It's hard to remember back then, be, uh, but... Uh, you know, they, we basically just talked about jokes or comedy or what it's like to live in Af- you know, on the base. Mm-hmm. We talked about that stuff and how they can't drink, uh, but they could have one drink a day or something like that. And let's talk about let's go or way back to the start but and how, you growing up. How about Af- how about we go to Amsterdam? Amsterdam, I love oh, Amsterdam. Oh yeah, that's right up your alley. That seemed, yeah. that would seem like Jimmy Dore heaven. Amsterdam. When were you there? What what? Give me a year. I think it was two thousand three, two thousand four. Okay. You went there to do comedy. Yes. There's the Rotterdam Comedy Festival. And there's a uh, there's like a second city there or something. There right? is. There is like a second city. Or Bang, Bang Amsterdam? No, no. Bang Chicago, it's called. I think it's called Bang. Oh, you're right. I think it's called Bang Chicago, right? And I didn't go see them but because uh, I was doing my own thing. I was very busy doing mm-hmm. that and smoking pot. Now, did Tom Rhodes have his show? Not when I was there. there. I think his was already over by the time I got there. Okay. So I get there, and so, uh, by the way, you don't have to. It's not a good idea. Even though you're going to Afghanistan, not a good idea to be high when you're packing. To go, don't have to go, don't have to go that all out because it doesn't help. You forget a lot of stuff. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Try to be sober when you pack to go to. A- 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 what did you forget? What did you forget Just that you could have used? I was like, oh, I, don't I might re- go someday. I need to know. I don't remember, but I remember writing that joke because I was like, I didn't bring that. <laughs> and it takes forever. Don't pack high. You ever try to pack high? Takes forever. <laughs> it's bad enough you got to hold every sock in your hand as you're counting. And you've walked through security. With it in your pocket. Sure, I've been patted All the time, down right? with uh, with pot in my ballsies. Really? Yeah. You, what do you get? You know, Mike, if you stop flying with marijuana, the terrorists win. <laughs> and I, I'm not going to let them take that. No, I, I actually did stop flying with marijuana. Um, you stopped after they have these backscatter things. I mean, you can always say no and take the pat down, uh, which I have done, and they're usually pretty cool about it. You know, if you mm-hmm. just if you're cool about it, and um, I don't think they care, the, you know, the workers, most of them. They're not really that, uh, you know, into it. They're just trying to collect a paycheck. Oh, no, they look, they look like a crack team behind there, boy. They look, they I went, look very professional. I, I heard a pilot say that TSA stands for a thousand standing around. Because <laughs> <laughs> they'll have two lines open, and, and instead of having five lines open, they'll have two lines open, and there'll be a thousand of them standing around not yeah. doing it. And you're like... You guys can't open. You can't get two more motherfuckers <laughs> to stand by an X-ray machine. Really? You got eighty of you guys are over there. Or how about the bins? We're out, we're out of bins up here. We're out of bins. They're piled up. They're stacked. Yeah. One of you can't just. Yeah, we'll can, get. Just hold on, sir. Really, you're doing nothing. You're doing nothing. And you know the thing that. And you know what? People say, "Hey, but you know, if if it keeps us safe, it doesn't." That's the thing. It doesn't. It's window dressing. If it right? did, that would be one thing. If it absolutely did, that would be one thing. <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It. How many freaking trial runs do they have to do where they get half the guns through that they try to get through? Yeah, we tried to get a gun through eight times today. How many times did you get it through? Nine. We got it through more times than we even tried. That's how bad these people are. They, name one terrorist they've ever caught. And the dumbest one, the dumbest guy, is the uh, the one waving you in on the uh, street. Yes, right. Yeah. You're pulling up. Yeah, there's a guy. There's a checkpoint. There's a checkpoint as you come. And they in. wave ninety percent of the cars through. As you're coming, ninety percent. Do I have to have a turban on for you to pull me over? 
Well, who do you stop? I know. Who are you stopping? Exactly. It's all window dressing, Mike. It's all, as you said. So that's what it's so, and, and it's like we're giving up our constitutional freedoms for window dressing. Right. Uh, so it, if you talk about like how you've gotten, you, you put it in the crotch, your, your weed. So but you've walked in with your hand, though. Didn't you have like a one hitter in your hand once? The first time, let me just say this: the first time I ever got caught by those backscatter machines, they look just like a regular. The one I went through looked just like a regular metal detector. Yeah. So I'm going through as I go through, and the guy goes, "Stop! Put your arms up like this." And I was like, "Oh no, I'm getting, I'm going to get backscattered." So all of a sudden, I hear there's an anomaly on his upper right thigh. And I'm like, oh, my, oh, that's my penis. So the guy com- yeah. So the guy comes over and he goes, you have an anomaly on your upper right thigh. And I'm like, that's my, you know, I, I heard her say that. And now you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and so he says, so I have to pat down your right leg. So I turn around and he pats down my left leg. <laughs> and he goes, you're OK. And I'm like, hey, the guy making sure there's no terrorist doesn't know his left from his right. <laughs> Okay, sounds. I feel safe. <laughs> he said, "Did you mean stage right or uh, stage <laughs> left?" So, so one time, um, I had checked a bunch of pot in my luggage, and I was going through a hair airport, and I heard an announcement: "Jimmy Dore, please call security." And I was like, "Oh no, they got my pot! They found it!" And uh, turns out they didn't. That's a long story. I don't have the energy to tell. <laughs> it's a good story, but it's long. Tell me about Amsterdam. Amsterdam was, you know, again, it's, it's, you know, Americans don't know anything, <laughs> right? Because they don't go to Europe. They, you know, it's, they don't go to Europe or if they go to, they'll go to Canada, which it looks just like yeah, America. It's America light. Yeah. It's, and, you know, or it's just, it's, it's it, you get, you know, real, it's just, I love Europe. I mean, or, or with the, play, the Amsterdam and Rotterdam, what I've seen, you know, I loved Germany, what I've seen of it. It's just like they're real cities where people decided to come together and build things that make it convenient to live instead of less convenient to live. They're actually nice, that you pl- places you want to be in. You don't want to get in your car and drive 40 minutes to go sit in a cul-de-sac by yourself. And more people ride their bikes in Amsterdam than anywhere in the world. Do you see the bike traffic lights? We took, yes. <laughs> we took, the, you, first of all, you can pee... They have the thing where you pee right out in the public square, right? Do you ever see that? Finally. Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? So they have no, like these wait little. A minute. So you'll be walking along, and then they'll have like these little urinals that are in a circle. So you walk up and you pee. You know, you didn't see these? No, no, I don't remember this. Yes, and you'll pee like in the pu- in public, but like it's covered, so people can't actually see your slong. Because there's like it's like a urinal, but it has like a little wall, and it's on like a little. It's like a little lazy Susan kind of. <laughs> okay, you know what I mean. You pull out your anomaly, and then yeah, you, you, have you, pull, to, you do some business. And I'm like, wow, this is really something. Because they must have had a, you know, must have been like, hey, you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, there's guys As opposed peeing. to Asia where they would just pee on every wall. Yeah, and, like I have like, guys, it's, or New York City where people are peeing and yeah, all in alleys and doors and corners and street on your light. foot in the subway. Yeah. So, like, we have these things, so you don't have to do that now, and it's kind of so... It felt weird at first, right? Because you're, you're in public with your penis out, but anyway, so but that was big... Well, that's not so weird. That, uh, that, <laughs> but that, I thought, I thought, that was wild for, to me. That was a, kind of a weird thing. I took a boat cruise uh, or, or of the canals right. right at dusk. They used to have these stores called pot, 
No, they're called smart shops, right? So you didn't get pot there, but you got mushrooms. Oh, okay. So you'd go into a... I went in there, and I, I told the guy I wanted to get some mushrooms, and he said, what do you want to see? You want to see lem- leprechauns, or you want to see rainbow? I go, I don't want to see anything. <laughs> I just want to think. And he said, okay. And he pulls out this box from the fridge that and they look like Brussels sprouts, but it said philosopher stones on it. Philosopher stones? Philosopher stones. And I was like, that, that's what I that want. That sounds fantastic. So I took those. They tasted like um, uh, Brussels sprouts. And uh, we took a, a cruise of the canals right at dusk. And it was really amazing. It was one of the best things. <laughs> it was really something. So these were mushrooms? Yeah. And... Have you had something like that before, or I had mushrooms before, but not, but uh, yeah. Did mushrooms. you think? Did you think hard? Did it help? Did you philosophize? I philosophized a lot. <laughs> I philosophized a lot. Yeah, you've never taken mushrooms. I did once, and did they do anything for you? It's, it was just like I was really stoned, but it lasted nine hours. Oh, so that's too bad that you didn't have a transcendental I didn't have experience. A, like, no, have, I didn't see stuff. You didn't, and it didn't make you think, see connections to things in different ways. No, maybe. You didn't, Maybe I'm going to go back. Maybe I, maybe I go to get yeah. some Philosopher's Stones. Sounds like you had some pot cookies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like you had. It could have been. Oh, man. Yeah, because, you know, you, it, it, well, the first time I ever took mushrooms, I just went and I looked at the stars. I sat and, you know, it just, it, uh, it really is like you're using someone else's brain or something. It's like, oh, I get to think all these things I never could even imagine before how did you find the pot there compared to the well you stuff know here i live in california so we have top it was it, right it was really no difference okay but if i was from you know chicago or something it would have been a real big deal but i already live in california where we well this is before they had the medical marijuana here so it was kind of cool it was harder harder to get the yes good. it was still very easy for me to get top but you know now now we're the amsterdam of the world <laughs> yeah you know, in Amsterdam, they're actually cutting back. Yeah, I heard they're they're closing a lot of the shops. Yeah, which is ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's ridi- yes, it's ridiculous. That's why we love Amsterdam. <laughs> did you see um, uh, Anne Frank's house? Um, did you do that? And I did not do that. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's it's very tiny. I didn't. It's very uh, small. I I did go to the sex museum. <laughs> right? Did you see a live sex show? I did that when I was. 21 Can, is there. Is there anything more boring than a live sex show? No, it was it was horrible. There can't there I don't think there can be anything more boring than a live sex show. There couldn't be first of all anything less sexual? Yeah. I mean, I needed some philosopher stones. Yeah. And I was on the philosopher stones. <laughs> and it didn't do it. Maybe oh, you did go to one? Maybe that's why I saw through all of it. Right. Like, yeah, the two guys <laughs> The fantasy isn't there. The two guys I was with wanted to go. <laughs> It is true. But uh, how were the crowds? So I was staying in Rotterdam, and so we would, we'd take the train over to Amsterdam for the... For okay, the, how far away is that? Uh, about an hour on the train. Okay. And um, Rotter, see, what happens is uh, Rotterdam, uh, Hitler said, hey, surrender, and they said no, and he said, okay, so he bombed Rotterdam. Right. And he, they said, you give up? or I'm gonna, If you don't give up, I'm going to do that to Amsterdam. And they go, okay, we give up, because you just ruined our whole city. So they gave up, and uh, they didn't bomb Amsterdam. So Amsterdam still looks like it always did, but Rotterdam has all this new forward... It's all been rebuilt? A lot of it, right? A lot of it, it's all like this new forward uh, architecture, and they're kind of like on the cutting edge of architecture right now. Right. And uh, I I like that part. Funny how you talk about... um... A lot of... of, uh, I don't know if they would... I almost said a lot of African-Americans in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> in Rotterdam. Isn't that funny? No, they're, I guess they're blacks? Yeah, yeah, from the West Indies, usually. Oh, is that it? The, okay. Dutch, the old Dutch colonies and the, yeah, the West big, Indies. Yeah, big population in Rotterdam. Yeah. Like, I would say 80% of the audience at this festival was, was black. Oh, really? Yeah, in Rotterdam. Yeah. Wow. In how'd fact, you go over? In how'd, fact, how'd most of the comics are black comics. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How did you do there? Um, the first show I did there was a television show, and it went great. And then the rest of the shows were not as good. Right. In fact, they got worse and worse. Because people are listening to you. So a lot of my jokes are sarcastic or ironic or satirical, where I'm pretending to be the thing I'm making fun of. Sarcasm doesn't work uh, if it's if, your second language. Yeah, so if you have to... They're just translating. If you translate, they go, oh, so they hear it in English, and they translate it into Dutch, and then it goes into their funny brain, but it doesn't work. Yeah. Because comedy's, comedy's delicate... Comedy's delicate. Well, good comedy, but then there's broad comedy that, like, the guys who were prop backs killed sure, every sure. show. Every show. Did you find that, uh, Eddie If was talking about this, that in, in places like Amsterdam and in um, Australia, they were, like, behind? It's almost like comedy as it was in the 80s or something. Yes. You know, they were, like, so, 20 years th- behind comedy wise. Yes, yeah, stand up comedy. It's a new art form to them, kind of. Well, it's a new art form, right? Yeah. So even though it's been around since the days of Bob Hope and uh, and and Red Skelton, but it's it's really uh, evolved a lot, especially in the United States since the invention of comedy clubs, which the, you know there was no such thing up until yeah, like the late seventies. Yeah, until they opened. Bud Friedman accidentally opened a comedy club. He wasn't even planning on it because it used to be in the old days, comedians would never go on after another comedian. Like that was a rule. Or you'd open for music acts yeah. usually, or and or you if you went up on a on a show uh, like on a dais or or a speaking event, you would never follow another comedian. It just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then that's that's why. But then Bud Friedman accidentally opens this place called the Improv, where. Where all the Broadway performers, or not all, but if you were a nightclub performer or a Broadway, you could come there after your gig, and you could get up on stage and perform there as you were drinking. And it was like it was for performers. It was like a bar, and <laughs> where they would actually improvise. Yes, they would actually go up and goof around. Yeah, and that's why it was called the improv. Well, then of course the comedians found out about it, and they started and that. They became the most popular thing, and then it's just all comics, and then it's kind of this develops this new kind of comedy. And uh, that they don't have, and then all of a sudden comedy clubs start catching on, and uh, you know so. But they don't have that in other countries. You go to France. I don't. I don't even think they have the thing called stand up comedy. No, no, there are. It's it's everywhere now. I mean, this Is last it? trip I took. I mean, even in Germany, you would go on, <clears throat> and now with the advent of you know, there's so much satellite TV mm-hmm. and cable that they're they're they've hooked onto the idea, and they realize like they did here in the '80s uh-huh. that it's super cheap. Program super cheap, so it's on almost every night somewhere. Oh, and, okay. But you can kind of tell, even though I didn't know the language, that it was really broad, like guys yeah. doing big broad characters. And, yes, and to me that's costumes like, well, and when you watch like Spanish that. television and they're doing it's like a, that, it's you know, like a guy that. in a bee costume. Yeah, he's like riding, <laughs> aye, a, aye, aye. he's riding a donkey on a bee, in a bee <laughs> costume throwing confetti. It's like, <laughs> right. all right, I get it. You're funny. <laughs> Hey, Chihuahua! I, I get it. You got goofy glasses on and the fake teeth. I get it. You're funny. You're you're a Mexican comedian. I got it. Yeah, there wasn't. There was very few guys just standing there, and you could tell they were being subtle. They weren't. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was really hit over your head stuff. But to see a German do it, it's uh, it's interesting. They're they're learning. They're behind though. I, you they're know learning. what? Can I tell you the hardest thing for me when I was in? I, I just thought of this was when I was in Australia. Was trying to order a cup of coffee. 
Really? So the first day I'm there, I go down to the restaurant, and uh, I said, can I get a cup of coffee? And they go, what kind? I go, just black. And they go, what kind of coffee? I go, what kind? I don't know, Folgers? What do you mean, what kind? <laughs> what kind do you have? And they go, we have all kinds. I go, well, you pick. I just want a cup of coffee. What do you mean? They were. It was like from so, all different regions or something. No, you just can't order. They just that's so you have so Tony. Can, so I just go. You know what? Forget it. Bring me an orange juice or whatever. Right. So as I'm eating, <laughs> as I'm eating, Tony Kameen comes. My another comedian who was doing the show with me co- joins me, and he offers. He orders a flat white, and I go, "What? What's that?" He goes, "Oh, that's how you order a coffee here. Yeah, I have to ask him for a flat white." That means it's got milk in it? So it's got a little milk on the top, and it's coffee with a little milk on the top. That's called a flat white. And I go, you son of a bag. I go, can I have a flat white? Yes. Okay. And that was, I'm like, oh, I got it now. It's funny how the guy couldn't help you at all. Couldn't help me. You never saw an American trying to order coffee before? <laughs> really? Watch the movies. Yeah. Oh, how coffee, about, black. Now, do you tip when you, uh, no, I know you're Jewish, but do you tip? No, zing. Ooh. Do you tip in the... No, it's very uh, rare to tip anywhere but here, usually. Some... Countries will do it, um, but at the most, usually it's ten percent. At the most. I was at a place I think in Australia where it was one price if you sat down and ate, and one price if you got it to go. And of course, the to go price was cheaper because if you sat down, you were paying the waitress. Yeah, right. But you didn't tip her, but you just just paid more in the food. That's the other thing when they can't figure out here when they go out to eat and it says fourteen ninety nine on the menu, and after. The bill comes, and with the taxes and the yeah. tip, they're out $20. And they went, wait a minute. Because the, the price is always what it is on oh, the menu. Oh, they include the tax on the menu? Yeah, it's all usually – in most places, yeah. Oh, so really? You go to some place that says your sandwich is two, two pounds. It's two pounds. Oh, you know, okay. It's, it's not like two twenty-five, you know, or something like that. I got it's you. Just, so you're not fumbling with all this, you know, I got you. change all the time and – when are we going to get rid of the penny, Mike? That's our next question. Oh, I would love it. Let's get rid Australia of... did. Did they? They did get rid of the penny, and it was a great idea. How do you idea. raise taxes a penny? They, they, I think they, what they did was round it all up to the nearest nickel and then put a freeze on raising for like a few years. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. And then I've been to Hawaii. raise them in nickel. I've been to Hawaii. We could, we've been, I bet we could talk about that. Right. And they hate you there, right? No, they loved me. No, the white man. Oh, the white man doesn't like me there. <laughs> The natives. <laughs> the natives hate the white man. There. Yeah. <clears throat> you howly, you howly, son of a bitch. You been to Hawaii? Yeah. I was in Maui and uh, and just around Honolulu. Oh, really? Well, I was on Maui. Oh, and, to uh, you. So you. I was in it. I was really... Yeah, I was on Maui. <laughs> I was in Maui. You're on. Uh, I, 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 Were you working? Yes. We, there was a gig there I did. I got it through the ice house, and uh, you did the... You did the... There was a hotel in Maui you did for four or five days... What was it called? It was a nice hotel, and you did shows there. But then you did one night in in town. You went to a in town. They had a show at a bar one night. Uh, not that great of a show. No, I was, I was talking about this with uh, Chris Fairbanks last week, and he he had done work in Hawaii. Yeah, I'm like, and they just don't. There's no money there. There's like it's like uh, there's some really really rich white people who own these big houses yeah. up in the hills, but the locals have not. They're really poor, and it's really expensive to live there. Yeah. And they all work in, like, hotels and stuff. They don't make a lot of money. I did one so, night on Lanai, right? Is that a place there? Lanai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the place. I think that might be the only island that has rivers. I could be well, wrong. Maybe. 
I could be wrong about but, that. But that place closes at like 9 p.m. After my show was over, the whole island was closed. Yeah, that was the hardest thing about Maui. I mean, it was, A, it's all couples. Yeah. So unless you, you got a, it's a, it's a BYO uh, lady kind of place. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, you go out and. BYOB? And, BYOB. <laughs> Bring your own blonde. Uh huh. Oh. But uh, yeah, there's nothing. I went there with a bunch of dudes uh, surfing, and then we were like, "Hey, where do we go out? Where the Latin? No, no. It's all couples going to bed after dinner at nine, ten o'clock, and there was nowhere to go. There's really there's only a couple places to hang out. There, there, yeah, it was not. I, I like the locals were not interested. <laughs> they were not interested. Yeah. I mean, Maui's nice, the place to visit. That's the classic place. Yeah, it, it is I beautiful. mean, it's, like, amazing to visit. I went up, and I did that volcano thing. You do that, where they drive oh. you up in a van at 6 in the morning, and then you, you put on a rain suit and a 10-speed, and you just drive down. No, really? Oh, Mike, you that missed it. Great. That's that's when that's like being on mushrooms without taking mushrooms. <laughs> I really felt connected, one, with the universe. I understand. I understood it. It was really something. Yeah, I want to go to that. Uh, was the volcanoes? Na- is that the Big Island with the volcanoes National Park? With the I think that's the Big Island where the lava on, goes right into the ocean and stuff. Yeah, but on Maui, you, they'll actually take you to the top of the volcano. And you saw the red I didn't the lava? S- no, but they'll take you to the top and then you take a bike down. And you just coast uh, all yeah, the way down. Yeah, because it's all it's all downhill. Fun, and it takes hours. Yeah, it's it's one of the best times. I, it's one of the best things I've ever done in my oh, life. I got to do that. And I did it with a guy named Spanky. <laughs> what, just a couple fellas in Maui on a little vacation? Just a couple middle-aged guys uh, riding our 10-speeds in I had, Maui? I don't know why you guys would assume that we're we, with our little dog. I don't know why. We stopped off on the way down at this place. So they had like this little roadside shack that had stuff, you know? Uh-huh. By, what? <laughs> Did you just say Cozumel? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the vo- volcano in Maui, and they had the, you know the one you weren't invited to. Yeah, before I knew Steph. her. Oh, okay. Uh, so Just you and Spanky share in a moment. And we got a pineapple that g- grows right there. It's it was. It's you never not, knew how good fruit could taste. I never knew that it was like. First of all, this you know it's the difference between fresh squeezed orange juice and orange juice from concentrate. It's like they're not even the same thing. Right. That's how this was. It was like this pineapple was like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> this is what pineapple tastes like. But you know what are you going to do? I got to drive down. I can't buy ten of them. I got to drive on the bike. So god. I just ate a handful and went uh, on my merry way. It's the weirdest thing. When I'm in uh, Hawaii, I can't eat enough pineapple. I uh-huh. come back here, never even think about it. Never? Never. Well, it's not good. <laughs> Pineapples here are tart. You ever have a good pineapple in the States? I haven't. Yeah. Well, nothing hit me like that. Over no. Uh-uh. And every day at breakfast over there, you're just like, oh, here comes the pineapple. <laughs> you know, Good morning. You know, it's like a watermelon, too. Like, you, you've had shitty watermelon. Like, most of them are shitty, it seems. Yeah. And it's like every once in a while, you get a good one. You're like, oh, my God, that's what a watermelon's supposed to That's how it was. But even, but even more so. So I try to eat more fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a dream destination, where do you want to go? Italy. Yeah, I think you'd love it. I can't believe you haven't been there. Though. Uh, you, you would Mike, love it. Love uh, Mike, it. I would have been there. I, I got, uh, had a little health issue right around the time I started to be ready to do that kind of thing. That's true. And, uh, but now I'm back, and we're ready. I'm going to. I'm going to. That's my next thing. I want to take a Mediterranean cruise. Oh, nice. Huh? Yeah. Go it would to, be great for you. I, I, would, I can't. I would, you know me. I like cruises. Do you? Oh, I love cruises. Man, I only went on one, and I was not a fan. Well, you got you know. You, first of all, you have to be looking for a rest. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're looking to take a rest, a cruise is the play, and I am. 
I'm yeah. always looking to take a rest. And I love the sea days, right? So they have, when you take You a, like everything done for you. You like it. Just yes. Kind of just do my, yeah. I don't have to think about where I'm going to eat tonight. You know what I mean? I just yeah, have yeah, to decide yeah. what to eat, which is, it, it, and I like 24-hour room service. And I like the, I really do. I like all that stuff. I like everybody's nice to you everywhere you go. But don't, I mean, you can't take a carnival cruise. And then you're, right. you know. You're, That's what happened to me. You, you get what you ask for. Well, that, you know. You yeah. get what you pay for. Carnival is, you know, a bunch of assholes uh, on a three-day weekend drinking Coors Light. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's the, really? It's your vacation. Drink a Bex. Treat yourself. <laughs> Treat yourself. It's your vacation. You don't have to drink Coors Light this week. <laughs> Would and, you ever perform on a cruise? Yes. I, that's how I got to do them. Because uh, so, I hear there, you got to be squeaky. Well, I got, I got fired from a lot of cruises, Mike. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I did a Carnival Cruise... In, I, I did one time. I got fired. And was that the one? It wasn't because I was dirty. It was because they were fucking idiots, and uh, <laughs> and I couldn't help but tell them. Uh huh. And that's so unlike you. Yeah. So that so that was that. And then the Royal Caribbean was because of content. Gotcha. Um, and where was that in the Bahamas or somewhere? That there? was in the Bahamas. And then, uh, uh, but but my favorite cruise line didn't have a problem with me, and that was Holland America. And here's why. So on Holland America, it would, it would take a seven-day cruise, and I had to do one show, and it was on Wednesdays at midnight, and I could say whatever I want as long as nobody complained. One show and so, for a week. One show for the whole week, and, it, and so I get to say whatever I want. That's and great. I, and so people came there, and they wanted to hear you say fuck because all the other shows are so milk toast. Oh, yeah. It's all so people are woodsy. dying, yeah. and, you, and it's so easy. So I just had to do that one show. They paid me a lot of money. They put me up first-class accommodations. I had 24-hour rooms. So that's a nice gig. It was a really nice gig. I was having a romance with the social director. Uh, hey, and his name was? It was Sean. It was Sean, so I didn't have to <laughs> encode my emails. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. It was Chris. <laughs> Todd could be a girl's name. <laughs> so, so where, where did it Was this a Caribbean cruise or were you in yes, Europe? So okay. no, this is all in the Caribbean. Okay. And, uh, I heard Holland America is one of the nicer. And it was really nice. But the food was the best I've ever had on a cruise ship. And that's what, to me how I can tell. You know, if they, they, by the, I had mueslicks, mueslicks, mueslicks. You ever had fresh mueslicks? Yeah, and I, yeah. And I, if, to look at it, it looks like cat vomit. <laughs> and I'm like, who the hell? Are you kidding me? And the girl, she goes, no, try it. And so I tried it. It was the best stuff I've ever. I'm like, wow, they can make this taste good. <laughs> so I realized first time I had seafood on a pizza was on Holland America. It was amazing. They had a shrimp pizza. I couldn't believe how they did it with a white sauce. And you only did it once? You no, no, Colin, that was my steady gig. for Not steady, but I probably did it maybe 10 or 12 times. Oh, nice. At least, right? And... uh it was great. And that was before, really, cell phones and stuff, and the internet was just starting. It was like 2000, 2001, 2000. Pre-9-11? Uh, yeah, a lot of it was pre-9-11. Okay. Yeah. So when you take a cruise, you don't have to pack, unpack. You don't have to think about where you're going to eat. And then when you go into port, you, you, you don't even have to eat there unless you don't want to. I mean, I mean, unless you want to. And you get to go see cool stuff during the day. You go swim at the dolphins or whatever. And then you go back. You know where you're eating. You know where your stuff is. You know, it's so – and everyone treats you nice. What were some of the ports you hit? I've been to all of them. You know, St. John's, uh, St. Uh, Bart's. Uh, you went to St. Bart's? Oh, no, not St. Bart's. Oh, okay. I was going to say. St. John's. What, what's the uh, – uh, Cozumel. Did you go to Jamaica? Cozumel, Jamaica. Uh, uh, Cayman's. Cayman Islands. That's yeah. where they have Stingray City. 
Oh, I didn't do that when I was there. You, oh, that is better than swimming with the dolphins. You <laughs> missed it. If you ever have a chance to go to Stingray City, I highly recommend it. I did one like it in Belize where, where they just come right up to you and they swim all around your feet. And yes, that's it. Yeah. So, But there's hundreds of them. So you get on this catamaran and they take you out to this sandbar in the, right off the whatever. And all of a sudden they go, okay, everybody get out. We're going to go over to this, this sandbar. And uh, first of all, I don't like getting in the ocean. I just don't like getting in the ocean. There's big fish in there that bite you. And uh, so everybody got in. I was the last one in. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I got to go over so I get over. I'm afraid the stingrays are going to sting me, right? And uh, because that was – so we get over there. And uh, even little girls were doing it, so I'm like, I gotta yeah, do you it. Can't, you're gonna look bad. You can't. Right. So I did. And the old lady gets in. Yeah. Like, okay. I so get. I did it. So I went over, and they don't sting you, but and you can pet them, and then you can feed them, and uh, you know, you just don't step on them. Right. You know, uh, and that and they feel like velvety rubber. If rubber had velvet over it, that's what it feels like. Yeah, they're a really cool animal. Yeah, it was great. I, I I couldn't believe it. I was out of my. I'm like, how how, how does that everybody not know about this? <laughs> yeah, and then that's and after that, and Steve Irwin got killed by one. He must have been really mad. You know, you can't piss them off. Yeah, hey, was he poking it in the eyes? Watch, I'll poke it in the eye. <laughs> like here I am doing crocodile hunter bits. Wow, about timely, about time, huh? That's good. <laughs> Too soon. Taste them again for the first time. That's what I say. <laughs> crocodile chunks. <laughs> so, your uh, this is another question. Your favorite airline and your least favorite airline? Oh, Jet. I, I would have to say Virgin is my favorite. And my least favorite airline is all the other ones. <laughs> right? They're, they all suck. Even American is now, they're going to get bought out. That's how bad they suck. Can people not figure out how to run a goddamn airline? Is it that? And there's going to be hard? three of them. We're going to have three choices. They go, oh, we can't because we can't, it's, it's got to suck because the competition. Hey, why don't you just charge whatever it will cost to deliver good service? <laughs> charge whatever it will cost. People will pay it. Yeah, yeah. I used to fly that shit airline, but now I pay an extra 10 bucks. And I get to fly in a, in like a human being. <laughs> like a human being. And they treat me like a human being. Are you uh, like super like mega status on one or two? I was on American for, yeah, for I, years, but I, I stopped traveling about a year and a half ago, and they, they don't care that yeah. you were for so many years for loyal. Then as soon as you're done, they're, you're done. Yeah, you're back with the with the. I'm riffraff. back with the animals in the back. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I like to do when I'm walking through first class. Is I'll always turn to the person behind me and, and I'll go, you know, I like to sit in the back with the, with the animals every once in a while just to remember what it's like <laughs> <laughs> and see how people react. Well, I'm sure. I said that one time a friend of mine was sitting in first class. Oh, I was thinking it was Jeff Ross. I was getting, we were talking in the airport and he got on his, the plane because he's first class. And so I was like, and I say that to him and he just kind of looked at me and everybody just kind of looked like they didn't see the humor. <laughs> And nobody saw the humor in that. To me, it's hilarious. Maybe they were translating sarcasm. They don't get it. Maybe they don't get it. They don't get it. Are you saying that we call them animals? <laughs> Maybe that's what they were doing. Because we do. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're not laughing. That's what we call them. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. That's right. Okay. You stole their thunder. Yes. So what, uh, where can people find you, Jimmy? Where, uh, like on I'm TV a, and everything else? People can find me uh, at jimmydoorcomedy.com. I do a, I do a one-hour radio show every week that's available as a podcast that is like the daily show for the radio if you like that kind of stuff. We have a guy who does it, a perfect impression of Bill O'Reilly and, uh, and, and Governor Christie and Ron Paul 
And we have lots of that. So, and so that's the best of the show. And I do another show with this lady next to me called Comedy and Everything Else, where we interview comedians like yourself. I did that show. That was very the, fun. On that show. This week's guest is uh, Fred, uh, Fred Stoller, right? Who, uh, Fred Stoller, the hilarious comedian who... Uh, you know Fred Stoller. Oh, yeah, the, the skinny guy, the I'm tall guy. I'm a college yeah. gagawit. <laughs> I'm a college I was. He was the guy It was a dumb and dumber. Was, yeah, he I was want a, to use the phone. Yes, that he was and a dumb and punches him through the... Yes. <laughs> God damn, that made me laugh the first time I saw it. Just punched him through the glass, so knocked him out. So he was a writer on Seinfeld for a year, and he wrote a book called My Year on Seinfeld, and that's out right now, so we interview him about that. That's the other show I do. And then I have a new show that just premiered on the Young Turks Network online called, the, funny enough, The Jimmy Dore Show, where uh, I, I make jokes and uh, play videos. So the uh, the youngturks.com or something? Yeah, just go to YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, Young Turks. Uh, go, to, go to my website. Just go to jimmydorecomedy.com. Everything is there. Everything that I just talked about is all there. And it's D-O-R-E. D-O-R-E, because if you Google Jimmy D-O-O-R, the passenger side door for a Jimmy GMC comes up, and <laughs> you don't want that. No. No. That's Jimmy Dore, folks. Thanks, Jimmy. Okay, thanks thank for you, having... Steph. Oh, uh, thank you, Steph. Was that your funniest guest so far? Oh, by far. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 